Passion is the invisible source of the visible spirit. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given. And you'll find power for living. Power for Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Power for Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given and you find power My friend, today I want to pick up where we left off last week on the path of true prosperity. Psalm chapter 1, as we know, is a comparison and contrast psalm. I like to say it's the Old Testament version of Jesus' teaching in Matthew chapter 7 on the wise man and the foolish man. The wise man built his house on the rock. Storms blew, the rains came, but that house stood firm because it was built on the rock. Foolish man, house looks the same, but he built it on the sand. And when the storms of life began to blow, down came that house. It was a terrible fall. Everything looked the same sort of to the naked eye, but it was the storm that revealed the foundation or the lack thereof. Of course, the scripture says no other foundation can be laid than that which is already laid, Jesus Christ. So Psalm 1 is sort of along that same line of the wise man and the foolish man, only in this particular psalm, there's a comparison and contrast between the godly person and the ungodly person. And again, godly just means that God is sort of at the focus of your life, the center of your life. Doesn't mean we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It just means that A godly person seeks to have God sort of at the control panel of their life. The ungodly doesn't mean they're out there living some life of debauchery. It just means they're kind of living life with no thought of God. And that's why the scripture calls it ungodly. But let's pick it up again in Psalm chapter 1. The scripture says, Blessed is the man or the person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. As you recall, last week we looked at the idea of perspective. The path of true prosperity respects the walk of wisdom. There's the blessed person, and there's the person that's not blessed. And the real difference is their perspective on life. And then we talked about purpose. The path of true prosperity requires the search of Scripture. Oh, my friend. 
Their delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of God. And again, I would so encourage you, don't approach the word of God like it's some book out to make you miserable. I like to say the Bible's not a rule book to make you miserable. It is a roadmap to make you successful. And God wants to bless your life as you walk in his ways and understand his purpose. Now today, let's pick it up with the idea of passion. The path of true prosperity recognizes the journey of joy. Again, verse 2, our delight is in the law of the Lord. You know, that word delight is the idea of joy. I think of the Old Testament scripture in uh, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8 and verse 8, says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I think of joy, I think of passion. Passion ignites a contagious fire of desire. Passion fuels the will. And again, I believe passion is that invisible source of the visible spirit. And I like to say passion is the immeasurable quality of a champion. For many, many years, I'd have had the opportunity to speak in various uh, motivational settings, talking to athletic teams and so forth. And one of the things I like to talk about is how passion is the immeasurable quality of a champion. Passion may not show up on a stat sheet, but my friend, make no mistake about it. Passion shows up in an athletic contest. I've spoken to football teams many, many times, and one of the things I'd like to remind them is there's two things you absolutely cannot hide on a football field. One is talent. My friend, if that football player has talent, eventually it's going to surface. But the other is desire. And it does not take one ounce of talent to have desire, that burning fire of passion within your soul. And we like to call that heart, that immeasurable quality of a champion. You know, I think of the movie Rudy. And what a great story. Uh, the walk-on who eventually got to play in that final game. And it, it's just a tremendous inspirational story. But at one point uh, in Era Parsegian's last year, I believe, when he was coaching at Notre Dame, according to the movie, he sort of chews out one of the football players and talks about all the talent the guy has. And he said, I wish I could take Rudy's heart and put it in your body because he, he talked about how Rudy Rudiger had all of that passion, that desire, but he wasn't very big. Well, my friend, passion, that's that fire that burns within you that will fuel success around you and delight in the word of God. Now, why can we delight in it? Well, my friend, God has your best interest in mind. You know, the Bible is a book that transcends all cultures of all time. God is smart enough to write something that can appeal to any any person, anybody, anytime, anywhere. You know, the scripture says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, or just the right way of living. That word inspired is the idea of God breathed. And when people wrote that God was moving upon them. He allowed them to have their personalities. God used all kinds of different people to write the scriptures. But as they wrote, they were moved in a way that what they wrote 
is the very word of God. And God has your best interest in mind. He knows all. He sees all. He's all powerful. And he wants what is best for you, starting with a relationship with Jesus Christ, trusting in Christ and Christ alone as your personal Savior, believing that he died on the cross for our sins, was buried, but my friend, the grave could not hold him. He bodily resurrected from the dead. And he gives the gift of eternal life to all who believe in Christ. And not only the gift of eternal life, he gives you the joy of an abundant life. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. And so delight in the word of God. That's that passion. You know, in various settings as I've talked to people about passion, as they pursue various careers and so forth, I like to remind them, in my opinion, here is the passion question. This is the one that will really sort of boil it down for you and help you know what really makes you tick. And that is this. If money was not the issue, if money was not the object, if money was not the issue, and you could do whatever you wanted, what would you do? Now, I realize, you know, money talks and money uh, pays the bills and all those kinds of things, and, and we need money to live. I, I, I get that. But I'm just saying for, you know, five minutes, step back and say, if I could do whatever I wanted, money was not the issue, what would I do? My friend, you answer that question. You'll find your passion in life. And who knows what God will do as you pursue that with everything you've got. Uh, one of the movies that I really enjoy, Walk the Line, the story of uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash and so forth. But when Johnny's first getting started, he's auditioning uh, for Sun Records, Sam Phillips. And he's doing these different uh, gospel songs and so forth. And finally, uh, Sam Phillips just stops him and says, look, if you could play one song that would sum up your life before your dirt, that's the words of Sam Phillips. In other words, before your life comes to an end, what would that song be? And that's when Johnny Cash begins singing Folsom Prison Blues. And then the two guys that are with him, his backup band, they didn't even know it, and they're just kind of following along, and the rest is history, as we say. But he found his passion, he went for it, and became one of the most successful uh, singer-songwriters in the history of country music, for sure, but music in general. Perseverance. The path of true prosperity reflects the content of character. Notice the deep roots. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 3, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also does not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, you won't be uprooted. You'll have deep roots. You know, those roots that go deep into the soil. That's where the nutrients are, and that tree grows strong. And the opposite, he talks about the ungodly, like the chaff, which the wind drives away. In Bible times, they would take the grain up to the top of a little hill, and they'd throw it up in the air, and the breeze would separate the uh, chaff from the grain. The grain would come back down. The chaff would, would sort of just be separated. The breeze would take it away. Well, that's the idea. 
that God is saying. You won't be driven around. You won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You will have deep roots that will uphold your life in the difficult times, in the blessings, the burdens. You know, my friend, perseverance. That's the idea. The champions refuse to quit. You know, talent, I like to say, is spelled W-O-R-K. You know, when, when I was a kid, Dad built a new house. Dad was a bricklayer and uh, built a typical brick ranch home out in the country. And when he first built that home on the property, basically it was one of, one of his fields, there were no trees. And Dad planted several trees on the ground. And uh, in the early years, he had ropes attached to the trees so that when the storms came, they would not be uprooted. Well, my, oh, my, that was, my goodness, you know, about 50, over 50 years ago, about 55 years ago when that took place. You drive by there now, those trees are huge. The roots are deep. They don't have to have ropes attached to them. Why? They're strong. And that is the word picture that God is saying that if you will delight in the word of God, you'll have deep roots of faith and your life will stand strong. Then it goes on to say, the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You know, I think of the word potential. The path of true prosperity reveals God's blessing on the believer. Righteous. That's just a right relationship with God, the right way of living. You know, I love the story of the Chinese bamboo tree. They tell us that the first four years, you plant, you water, you fertilize, and the tree only grows a couple of inches. In fact, many times it doesn't even break the surface of the ground. But in that fifth year, in a period of about six weeks, the Chinese bamboo tree will grow 90 feet in the air. Now, did that happen overnight? Well, it looks like it did, but the reality is it was developing that root system that would sustain it, and then the tree shot up and stood strong and tall. And that's what your life will be like, my friend. Build the system of roots. Drink in the Word of God. Study the Scriptures. Let God strengthen your soul, and you'll be strong in your faith, and then you will stand tall for the Lord as God blesses your life. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen.